Welcome to the Healthcare Design Podcast, a production of Troy Cobus Design in Boston, Massachusetts. I'm your host, Mike Bennett. In the coming days, we'll be sharing a series of design ideas generated during a virtual brainstorming session to come up with new ways of combating the spread of the coronavirus. Today, I'm talking with project architect Stan Pareda about his idea to repurpose high schools as triage hospitals. Enjoy. to talk with me today. I know last week as an office, we were throwing around some ideas for how to use our, our healthcare design experience to uh, provide ideas for um, f- combating this COVID-19 pandemic. Um, and, you know, because of the fast moving nature of the virus and the response, um, we just kind of were a little fast and loose with trying to think way outside the box that may not be totally conventional to what we're used, used to doing, but um, using some of our creative thinking to to look at other solutions. And uh, one of the things that you suggested was using high schools as field hospitals and and specifically looking at high schools that are very close to hospitals um, and how to leverage those large, now dormant uh, buildings um, with large you know spaces around them, parking lots, sports fields. Um, and f- for us in Massachusetts, those are empty for at least the next uh, four or five weeks and potentially longer. So um, why don't you um, go ahead and, and start sharing some of what you've been thinking about? Right. Um, so yeah, the, the, the big key thing there is space. Um, so the idea is looking at our healthcare system here in our area. We have you know these great world-class large hospital complexes in the city, and then we have a whole network of other great hospitals, re- regionally hosp- regional hospitals. Um, and when we were brainstorming ways um, to do things, a lot of them were a lot of these ideas are like how we can create a little space here, a little space there. Um, so the idea came about was, was that these regional high, uh, hospitals out in the suburbs typically have a public high school just down the street. Um, and, you know, I thought about that in the neighboring city to me is Marlboro. It's a small city, big town um, that has a regional hospital. And uh, right down the street is a big uh, school complex and a public high school um, that, as you mentioned, is shuttered and will likely be for a long time. And the the idea is that that space could be could be used as a temporary hospital, but not just uh, the gymnasium or uh, one spot, but but the whole campus could be taken advantage of. a lot of the, as we know in designing architecture, uh, designing healthcare spaces, um, there's a, there's a lot of behind the house. There's a lot of support spaces. It's a lot of infrastructure. It's a lot of mechanical needs, and um, this this gives us this opportunity where in this public school we have an excess amount of space, and typically the campus is surrounded by acres of pavement, acres of, of fields, um, really good access from a couple places, security. Uh, so it, it gives us that opportunity that if, if you're trying to 
create a negative air environment in a gymnasium, say, and you need to plop down a giant air handler, there's a lot of places to put it. If you need a right. place to bring in five food trucks, there's place to put it. And there's, there's the space that we could take advantage of to make it work. Right. And any, any of this, uh, you know, uh, potentially hazardous air that's being ventilated out of these spaces, anything that's that everything that's surrounding it is far enough away that there's enough space to, to dissipate any of that air too. Correct. There's, there's also that proximity to the regional hospital is that, um, you know, you, you, you'd have this close working relationship. It would, it would almost be that regional hospitals, uh, triage hospital in a sense. Um, right. So there could be that, that, Clinical expertise is right down the street, uh, which would help facilitate this and make it work. And then there's that that um, that network of community support. Um, there's a lot of collaboration that needs to happen in in an effort like this. Public high schools are or are like the largest public infrastructure we have, especially that out in these communities out here in the suburbs. Yeah. They're giant and they're complex. The fire department knows it. The police department knows it. They take care of it. The building department knows it inside and out. So there's already a team in place to, to mix with, whether it's the Army Corps and engineers, or it's the engineers that we work with regularly, and a team of designers to sort of jump on it in a group effort to, right. to see what can work. Right. And I think too, you know, you you're saying the the, in, the internal structure of a high school, these large hallways that are meant to, you know, handle hundreds of students walking through at any given moment throughout the day, um, provide the ability to have social distancing as people are circulating through the building too. I, I know some things we're we're looking at as how do you know some hospitals where people are approaching the emergency department to get care are getting kind of bottlenecked at one spot in the building and, and lining up. And, you know, it's hard to, to maintain those separations, uh, particularly with at-risk groups of people. So being able to, one, use the high school as a triage facility kind of alleviates that from the regional hospitals themselves and the emergency departments. Um, but it also, the high school itself has all of this room that can be um, set aside for, for spacing yourself out. Exactly. Uh, there, you, you know, I, I think uh, that, that space, like that, that there's that space between infected zone and a safe zone, that, that mm-hmm. buffer zone that is really important, which often gets cut down in these emergency situations. You know, we, right. we could have that ability because hospital uh, high schools are, are designed for circulation. That's that's how they're designed it. Yeah, these hordes of people going back and forth. Yeah. Um, so that that's a great opportunity. Sure, and especially you know high schools with large cafeterias, large gyms. You know these are multiple large spaces where they could be cleared out and set aside to be, you know, for either for testing or for holding waiting result results or even potentially fitting out, like you said, building in a, a new type of isolation space within a room or or even, um, you know, departments, categories, uh, wings of the building that could be set aside for isolation with new air conditioning systems that provide that negative air pressure that's required. There, there's space where uh, a wing could be uh, uh, the back of house staff support, you know, where staff goes and can rest, right. can 
can be on call. And then the other side could be a wing where people are recovering and there's family support. Yeah. Um, I remember hearing a story when Wuhan was in its crisis and there was a young woman talking about how she was trying to decide whether to go to visit her mother in a hospital. The hospital had called her and said, well, it would be helpful if you came and tried to offer some more support to take care of her because of the situation. And, and she was questioning whether, you know, she should do that or not. But, you know, we, we'd have this, the possibility of a space where that could happen, you know, where you could elicit help and support and have a, um, a much more, uh, um, in uh, in a healing environment with family. yeah, I mean, having so, the I mean, what we're hearing to, now is like don't come to the hospital, you know, don't plan on seeing your loved one right. because there's no room for you. You're right. only going to make this worse. Um, but uh, you know, could could we find a way where we could make it uh, a, a more caring environment? You know, yeah, it doesn't have to be a giant um, gymnasium full of beds nearly touching each other with no privacy. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think too, it would be interesting. I'm sure some of the high schools in this area have, um, more, you know, technologically advanced, um, you know, like fabrication labs with 3d printers that could help, you know, they could be leveraged to help build some these, I don't know if you've seen the, the masks or, um, like face guards that are being made to help supplement the, the PPE, um, shortage that seems to be coming up. Um, but that those would, that would be something else that'd be interesting to leverage. And, and then, like you said, too, having a, a, a cafeteria on campus, um, it, the whole building itself could be kind of a self-sufficient community feeding the staff and, and patients. Uh, I suppose those, uh, facilities could be retooled in a way that would help support that. Um, and, and they have the infrastructure for deliveries and, and storage of, uh, any type of stuff that would have to come in to supplement that. So, um, it's kind of a, an already up and running, uh, working building. Right. And, and just having that, that extra space outside to just be able to expand, you know, if, if you did have a half a dozen giant trucks coming and you, or you needed yeah. another big tent for some reason, um, there's something about a open palette of opportunity to there to try things out and to experiment and see how it works. Um, because of maybe not having all those limitations you would in a typical hospital of, of space. Right. Yeah. And I, I know I've seen a lot of, um, outdoor, um, large field testing hospital or testing facilities where you can drive through essentially, um, have a swab done, have your, everything put in, into a bag and sent off for a test, uh, to keep that distance. You know, that could be done out in the parking lot or on the football field or any, any, any part of that surrounding buffer space that's around the facility. So, um, well, I mean, this is, I think, an interesting idea. I appreciate you putting it out there. Do you have any other thoughts about it that you want to share to help sum it up? Um, I, I guess, you know, I, I'm someone who's lived my, most of my life out here in the suburbs, and, I, and I, I'm really critical of all this wasted space I feel we have. You know, I feel our roads are too wide and, and there's too many parking lots. Yeah. Um, 
And but on the other hand, looking at this crisis and seeing the the all this space and its accessibility to transportation and to support, it's a wonderful opportunity we could take advantage of if, if we could, you know, possibly get together on it. Yeah. So. Well, um, that's great. I appreciate your your time and uh, looking forward to at some point being back in the office with you. But uh, for now, we'll uh, we'll settle with these virtual conversations. Great. It's been nice talking with you, Mike. Yeah, you too, Stan. All right. Thanks. See you later. Thank you for listening to the Healthcare Design Podcast. For more information about today's conversation, check out Choikova's design slash podcast or click the link in the show notes. Special thanks to our guests, Stan Pareda, and to Emily Hartman, who helped write and produce today's episode. I'm your host, Mike Bennett. Talk to you soon.